Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. It is November 29th, a.k.a. Cyber Monday. It is a- ASL. Yeah. <laughs> this is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a home before dark podcast. ASL mean? Age, sex, location. It's old uh, internet speak. Kevin was playing off the whole Cyber Monday thing. So gotcha. Yeah. Went right over. Ceiling fan. Uh, ceiling fans are on sale. Uh, Dan's got them for you. They are over his head as well. And thank you guys for tuning in. If you're watching us live on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button, notification bell icon. Smash that like. If you guys are listening to us on a podcatcher, if that podcatcher has a ratings and or a review, mechanism just give us the full amount of stars that it'll let you give us and then a review we'll we'll read the review loud and loud and clear on the show and uh yeah i don't know it feels weird i we should start calling this like atlanta united fc sometimes weekly i don't i don't know yeah um hey it's the holidays tim it is the holidays that's very true that is very true um, we got a couple folks in the trap, Jay Hannibal and Brittany S. The Faithful. Uh, Jay Hannibal, like immediately noticing Kevin's uh, Bucky's hat that he's wearing. I'm surprised he is not wearing his Bucky's furry getup that he got uh, along with it. I feel like a wardrobe change may be definitely, in the works for this I episode. Definitely invested in the $20 Bucky's onesie. I cannot pass it up, so... Um. Uh, wow, Kevin, you need to do that. My kids would love to see that. All right, well, stand by. Yeah. Anyway, um, Ken- Kendrick Brock asking if it's a change of scenery for me. It is not. Hey, I don't think I did introductions. I am Tim Herb, as always. I'm joined by my lovely co-host. You can't see Mr. Kevin Bradley over there. I'm I'm in a different position. He's done the studio tonight on Streamyard on YouTube, um, and then got Dan James. Uh, Hello. Yeah, um, we got some other folks in the trap. Kendrick Brock asking change of scenery. No, this is my, still my same. Let me tilt it up. You could see my scarf wall, um, the remnants of the studio before COVID hit and became my uh, my work from home refuge. Um, yeah, uh, Richard Gordon, a little late, but what's up? How's it going, man? Uh, and then Lama Rama, finally able to come to a live one. Thank you for joining us. Hey, this Lama is exciting. Mm. That, is that a new name in the trap, Tim? Yes, it is. I would assume so. I, I think so. Yeah, it reminds me because I read Llama Llama, read Pajama, Pajama the other day. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was um, 
I used to read that to my nephew whenever he was like two years old. Now I'm reading to my daughter. Um, this is what Animorphs must feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Animorphs, did you ever? Did you guys ever watch? Oh yes. <laughs> We have, wow. a, we have a thumbnail for the episode. We have a thumbnail for the episode Hold right on. now. Hold on, Kevin. Uh, I got to screenshot this. Oh, boy. There it is. There it is. Speaking of Animorphs, did you guys ever see that movie with Angelina Jolie called Changeling? Yes. No. Is that Casual. the one where she has, bends the bullet? Has no. nothing to do with like morphing or changing into anything. It's like some wartime, some period piece. It's total bullshit. Yeah, it's a very weird film. Yeah, no, did not see that. It's not okay. That's did you watch okay. it, Tim? No, but oh. I found out it wasn't like like an animorph style movie, and I I boycotted it. No. Yeah, so. it's all about um, her kid getting kidnapped. See, that's not call it something else. Then call it prisoners. Because that's what that movie was about, right? Oh, like what a great movie that was! I still didn't see, I didn't see that one either. I don't think I can. Come, I don't think I could watch movies about kids getting kidnapped anymore. <laughs> I don't think that's. I don't think yeah. that's. I don't think that's in the cards for me anytime soon. <laughs> no, I totally get that. Totally get that. It's a great movie though. Got me hooked on Denny Villeneuve. So, oh yeah, he's pretty great. Um, did you end up watching Enemy after we talked no. about it the other day? Okay, no, I did not. You, you I for- watch, watch Enemy. All right, let me let me make a note for myself. I still have not yeah, watched maybe. Dune. You both are um, fans of that movie. Uh, yeah, I must know. Must know. I know. It's just. Did you watch uh, the new Blade Runner? No, no. I never watched it. It's on my list. One. Yeah. You yeah, gotta I had to watch it, man. I had to watch the first one first. Such a great movie. Beautiful it's architecture good. in it. It's gorgeous, man. Yeah, his his attention to detail and and framing and cinematography is just really really excellent. Yeah, it's like uh, Harrison Ford lived in a Frank Lloyd Wright apartment <laughs> in the future. Yeah, yeah in the future. <laughs> who did who did twenty Lloyd Wright apartment who in did, the future? Yeah. Who did who did Blade Runner twenty forty nine? Was it Rian Johnson? Danny Villeneuve. No, oh, it's it the was. same guy. Oh, it yeah. was Danny Villeneuve. Okay. Yeah. What am I thinking? That that's Rian, why I asked. What did Rian Johnson do? That was Ryan Gosling. Jumper. Also, uh, was it? You but that was wasn't a, Ryan Gosling. No, that Looper. Was, um, he did Looper, Looper, that's what I meant. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah, not, that's not what it Jumper, was. Looper, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Who am I thinking of? Derek C. in France. He did a bunch of movies with uh, with um, Ryan Gosling. Like that stretch of weird movies that Ryan Gosling was in. I think Drive was maybe one of them. Pretty good movie. Yeah. Anyway, how are you guys feeling coming off uh, Thanksgiving? Do you guys have a good time? Good? Yeah. yeah. You guys... I had a great time. Got out of town, went down to South Carolina, dipped my toes in the water, wow. and then uh, came back. I got to put the camera back down. People are going to think I'm four feet tall. Um, you just had to get as close as you could to the UK, basically. Mm-hmm. Just get over as far as you could on the East Coast. Well, my mom and dad are here. Oh. So they'll be. that's kind of been my UK fix. It's nice because they make me cups of tea. All the time. It's fantastic. Just, just tea and um what's the chicken? The the, the chicken sh- that your dad made on New Year's. Oh the curry? Yeah. Tikka masala? No, 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 no. What's the red chicken that you put in the oven? The tandoori oh, chicken. Tandoori, tandoori chicken. chicken. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what I was thinking of. Fantastic. You are you a Tetley guy, Dan? Uh no, Tim. I'm a PG tips man. Oh, that's right. Just the tips. I forgot about that. Just the tips. Hey, pyramidal yeah. bags. It's all the yeah. 
So the rage. I don't know. I am I am far from a snob when it comes to any sort of hot beverage. I I bought CVS coffee the other day. It's like four dollars for a bag and a pinch. Did not notice a difference. Like I can get I can get craft brew from other you know like local places. Or Pete's not about a pot of Folgers. Tell yeah. me you can't notice the difference okay. with Folgers. I can notice the difference in Folgers, but I'm pretty sure that has methamphetamine in it. <laughs> I, Tim, you are the Doug Roberson of this podcast. What do you mean? He drinks whatever coffee or hot brand liquid is around in front of him. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I don't drink Folgers. We tried that one time. Like we went, we got a Costco membership. We went to, we got, we went. Oh God. I was like, that's a lot of Folgers. That's a big thing of Folgers. Like I I, I was all like, I had, I was of that mindset because normal bag coffee don't, I'm not going to tell the difference. Like we drink, we drink the Amazon coffee. We drink the Kroger brand, whatever private selection stuff. But Folgers is just a different thing. Uh, Yeah. It jacks, like that jacks me up. Like a, like, it tastes bad, one. And then two, it just heart palpitation city. Like that's and I, I can handle my caffeine. I feel like there's something different in that coffee. And I don't know what it is. Does it make your gout flare up as well? No. I've only ever had one gout flare, Dan. And it was oh, from okay. it was following um a pulled pork sandwich from Jim and Nick's, which don't like Jim and Nick's to begin with, really. Um, and so I kind of wasted a gout, my only gout flare on a, a pretty mediocre pulled pork sandwich. So, I mean, cheese biscuits are pretty good, but, but you know. Well, great show, guys. Yeah, you live and you learn, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um... Dan, how does it feel that you're British and I have the King's disease? I have your King's disease. The gout? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure most people in that age had gout. But is it the King's disease? I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was called. Yeah. Random fact, I could be eligible to be an Irish citizen, so that's weird. Um, Why? Because my maternal grandfather is was Irish, an Irish citizen. I fucking knew it. Go. <laughs> <laughs> This is the end of the biggest whodunit in in my life. I know. I feel like everyone needs to write it down. I'll bring it up again. Don't it's worry. a sham. It's a sham. It's a total sham. It's just <laughs> I am I'm calling up the Irish consulate. I'm saying this is a, a sham that he's uh, he's filing for the citizenry. It's all fallout from Brexit. Yeah. Um. Man, I don't know. It's been so long since we got knocked out of the playoffs. I don't know how to feel right now. Brittany S. I, we got to talk about it at some point. Brittany S. is saying so. Atlanta is leaving, uh, leaving it late with the roster situation. Um, it's due tomorrow, right? Who we're keeping? Mm-hmm. Um, but which, I thought... seems, which seems a little unfair, right? If teams are still playing in the playoffs, why is roster they, commitment? They have a different deadline, Tim. So they, they, uh, teams who advanced in the playoffs have a deadline after the final i believe that's kind of shitty though don't you think don't you think like the same rules should be applied to every team or like same deadlines for every team because like i don't know because now can't those teams in the playoffs see what the other teams are doing and decide who to let go based off of who they can go after I mean, is that not a like? Is that not a competitive advantage? That's what we're talking about, right? It's like who we're releasing, what contracts, what options we're declining, or which which contracts we're, uh, what options that we're exercising, that sort of thing. 
Well, you know, teams know who's on an option year, um, and they know what they know who's out of contract. So, I think so. Justin Merrim's going to be a free agent, right? Didn't I just read that? Um, so teams already know. I mean, it's if they're going to, yeah, he's going to be out of contract along with Albert Rusnak. So teams know. I don't think it gives you much advantage. It's just whether or not, like, the decision tomorrow is whether or not we're re-signing the people that are out of contract. Is that what you're saying? I think tomorrow we just say it's a deadline of who we are declining options on. Okay. So. Right. In, in which case, like, if we, yeah, I don't know. That That's, that's what I'm saying, Dan. It's like it's a competitive advantage where it's like, like, Real Salt Lake, they're still in the playoffs, right? They are. So they can look at Atlanta and say they didn't exercise the option on <laughs> to Brittany as his point. Jurgen Dam. Let's say we have an option on Dam and we decide not to like they they can decide that they want to go after him and they can cut bait with somebody else. Right, but they he's not on an option. It was a hypothetical. I was just going <laughs> along with the trap. What? No, I know, but I don't think like from all the, the knowledge inside, I, I just don't feel it's gonna give you much of a competitive advantage. I don't know. Um, what do you think, Kevin? Like, do you think that's advantageous for teams that are still in the playoffs, or do you think it's unfair that they're they're able to see who are who are not keeping, so that they can kind of ponder who's going to be available on the? Um... I don't think it's really going to make that big of a difference any more so than the transfer portal does it in college football, right? Like, it's there's going to be a couple standouts, but overall, I don't think it's going to change the the dynamic of what's going to take place in the playoffs as a whole you know and i think depending on the player's performance teams know if you're gonna decline an option right right okay fuck me right i mean it's... yeah pretty much tim <laughs> fuck you yeah. i mean fuck me right, right. <laughs> no, no it, it's it's really fuck me tim it's really <laughs> fuck me i don't because... think atlanta's gonna get through the first round realistically oh, <laughs> i think God. it's gonna be I think it might get ugly and and be a a two nil NYC uh, win. Honestly, um, I don't want it to be, but that's kind of just the way I'm leaning, just based on the way things are trending. I do think that. It's and then Dan goes on to say that Guzan's been playing some of his best games yet, leading up to the playoffs, and that the defense is peaking at the right time. And mm-hmm. Brad Guzan took that as an opportunity to just watch a ball fall into the back of the net <laughs> without moving whatsoever. I have I have a call to action for all the people in the trap and anybody listening to go to YouTube and then submit a copyright strike for Kevin playing our podcast <laughs> clip yep. on here because that's right. That's I, I would like to see that punished. I don't want to. I don't like when you're right, especially when it doesn't behoove us for you to be right. Like that doesn't. <laughs> like, Fuck. Yeah. Jay Hannibal, exactly. Jeez, hit us in the core. Like <laughs> that's like the worst time to get a prediction. Absolutely one hundred percent correct. But yep. yeah. It was uh, ugly. It was every bit of ugly as I thought it was gonna be. Dan, Dan, I'm gonna put this on you. Worst uh, worst howler. Robert Green against the US, Clint Dempsey, or uh Brad Guzan and whatever the fuck Tati Castellanos did. Oh, Rob Green. Okay. Without a doubt, that's the biggest howler of in my life. Okay. 
It's pretty yeah. bad. Yeah, it's pretty it was bad. awful. <laughs> yeah, I almost forgot about it. And then you it's not it right as off. bad as my only goal in varsity soccer, where the keeper from Columbia High School saved it and rolled into the net. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, br- good old Bruce, the referee, was about to give us a uh, was about to give me a re kick because there was a uh, infringement in the box, but he saw it go in. He said, "Take it." Take it fat, so <laughs> take it fatty. You need take, this more than I do. Take the goal and then take yourself to your sweet 10 minutes getting back to half field for kickoff. Um, no, it's pretty bad though, right? Like Brad Guzan's, I there was a lot, like many people, there's a lot of bad play in that game, man. Well, many people on that goal could have probably stopped that, yeah, yeah. There was a whole bunch of guys just just watching that one going. It was right. so, it was so weird. I mean, fair play, Kev. You you totally called it. It was. I mean, we absolutely shit the bed. Like last week, uh, Sydney Seventeen supporters said the team needs to put all the meat on the barbecue, and they didn't. They maybe put like half a hot dog and an already cooked hamburger on there. A couple chicken and, livers. And that's just hey, yeah. And they're gonna hey, just. Hey. Don't disrespect a chicken liver. But that's no. the problem. They threw they them on the grill, the not in the fryer oh, where they're yeah, supposed right. to go. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, I mean, we really, it was just it's the worst playoff game we've ever played. You can't yeah, even I tell think. where the grill marks are on a chicken liver because it's black. Right? So, <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, I can't even tell if this is cooked. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm kind of, um, well, I'm not glad because it means Kevin's right. Um, but, Part of me is, I mean, it kind of, after seeing that game, it's, and you reflect on the season, you're like, yeah, I guess that kind of just where we were. That's, that's where we were. Like we were, mm-hmm. uh, I think Joe Patrick said the, 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 some of the talent was greater than the, the whole. Yeah. So we, I mean, we just didn't have the proper uh, gel or chemistry between all the guys to really make it, it, it'll flow together and, properly. And you know what? It wasn't the field. It wasn't just the size of the oh, field. Oh, no. There, the there field was didn't have anything to do no, with it. There was so much wrong with that performance from, from top to bottom. Um, first half wasn't terrible. Um, there were some opportunities that were left on the table and overall was a decent performance, let's say, in the first half. But they came out in the second half and just looked completely lost and devoid of any sort of ideas or – second half adjustments to try to get one much less two goals to, to claw it back once Castellanos put that first one in. So, and they were, I mean, they were up for it. I mean, there were, oh, yeah. there were a couple of shots. I think it was just a Maxi uh, Morales. And he was like, he just the energy and motivation on his face kind of oh, just yeah. told you that they were going to, they were going to take it. it was... And Arujo absolutely shat the bed. I mean, yeah. That was like, it. Joseph was completely absent too. I mean, even it, it's tough to see that man. Whenever your your breakout players and my God, Ronald Pena over there talking about how Pity Martinez would have shown up and been a bigger difference maker than Aruju was. Like, I don't. Come on, man. You're just you're grasping at straws here. Yeah. That that was never going to ma- be a difference maker. Yes, you expect uh, Luis to show up more in that game, but um, 
it wasn't just on him. Like I said, there was issues from the back line all the way up to the top. Yeah. You know, El Nasser, great. Three goals, Pity Martinez. I mean, in the words of Cleon Salmon, if ifs and buts was candies and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. You know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. it's, why are we talking about that? Is that where we're yeah. at? Is that yeah. where we're at with, like, I love Ron. I love Ron to death, but like, are, is that where we're at where we're talking about like players that we wish we still had and how they would have played in this, in this <laughs> game? Like, give me what Luis Araujo produced in his tenure in his first half season, not even a full season over what Pity Martinez did over the course of two years. And I will yeah. take Luis 10 out of 10 times. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's the unfortunate thing, but it's also the exciting aspect of how the playoffs are laid out now. Right. Granted we were in the first round. It was always going to be one and done in the old format, but still, I mean, it is, it is a, like a do or die situation. Yeah. And, and unfortunately we picked, I would say that was maybe we probably had worse losses on the year, but that may have been the worst performance I've seen out of us, especially like with this full, this full team that we've had, because I mean, to your point, what, what Joe Patrick's saying, I think is absolutely correct. And it's weird because I I mean, I I guess it's not that weird because Gonzalo Pineda has not been in for an entire season and didn't have a preseason and didn't have training camp, what have you. But I mean, I, I would, I would, probably argue that we have a top three talent wise team like top to bottom our starting 11 is probably one of the top three most talented teams in in mls i think new england rightfully is probably up there as number one at this point um but i think i think we're rivaling those and that's it's just unfortunate um it's unfortunate in the time that we you know, I don't know the game that we played. It just, it just wasn't good. Like it's just, and on top of it, it's not like anybody had like a just the shittiest performance. I mean, Araujo did not have like he had his worst performance I've seen of him. But like, I it just seemed disjointed more than anything. If that makes sense, like it doesn't. Yep. It didn't seem like we were connecting at no. all. Not necessarily no. anybody playing like horrendous balls or there like, was, just, there was zero buildup. Yeah. There was yeah. zero buildup at any position across the field. And I blame that um, on the field. I feel like they could not link together more than three passes consistently between players. I um, mean, props, props to NYCFC for that. Yeah. Though. I mean, yeah. because it takes two to tango, right? Like you're only, right. you're only as good as your opponent's going to let you be. And like you said, they were game for it. They were up for yeah. it. And they, they showed us, they showed us. And it was also, you know, that's also goes to say that like, this was a relatively healthy Atlanta lineup. This was a lineup that saw Sosa mm-hmm. return back into a lineup that hadn't been in there in a couple of weeks prior to that. So um, you've got all of your DPs on the field at once, which wasn't consistently the case uh, down the stretch, you know, Joseph Martinez, supposedly in there and healthy and again non-existent throughout the entirety of the game and in games past where that was the case we'd at least see him kind of drop back get a little bit more involved try to get some touches but just nothing nothing out of him nothing out of Luis you know there's just Brad Guzan letting in that first I think that first goal was just so demoralizing for everyone that they just sort of snowballed from there but it's not like that first goal came in on a whim and NYCFC wasn't knocking for 20 minutes before it dropped in anyway, you know? Yeah. I mean, they had, they had the majority of the shots. Um, 
you know, it's just, I mean, it was just one of those games where nothing was coming together um, for us. So, I mean, to your point, Kevin, I mean, you see that for the way that that first goal went in, it's like, it sounds stupid. It was like, you're playing FIFA against the computer. It's like, okay, this, this is how this is going to go. Why am I even playing? Like, oh, that's, that's why I put, that's why I tweeted that thing. It's like your opponent has left the match. It's <laughs> like, you just rage quit at that point. Like just leave. Yeah. I mean, Barco, I think Barco is the only player that really was like out there trying to put the team on his back. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's been that guy the entire season, hasn't he? $30 million uh, transfer, Ezekiel Barco. I mean... Yep, zero rumors. But, you know, part of me worries about... Maybe it was just because this team hasn't had really any consistency um, since the beginning of last year. I just heard a zipper. Kevin, Kevin's <laughs> undressing. I'm dying in this thing. Oh, man. God. Sweating uh, it out. I did not take off the rest of my clothes whenever I put this thing on. I'm dying. But you just hope that during, like having a having an off season, having a full preseason, because we don't have to deal with champion with Champions League this year, I believe. The next next season. No, we do, right? We do. Who are we? US Open Cup champions? Oh <laughs> yeah, I don't think what are do you we mean? really getting that? Pretty sure, right? Yeah, I... we're the first ever three-time defending U.S. Open Cup champions. Right, but does this does this year does it actually get you a Champions League berth? I don't know. Yeah, so I just hope that Barco Moreno and Arujo can build that chemistry uh, during this preseason. Like, they'll have a good camp with the guys. Um, I worry that Joseph is on. I, I feel like if he has another year, like he did this year, you you've got to send him on. You can't tie that much capital up with him um, past next season. Yeah, I don't see it happening, especially if he's not returning to form like you would hope he would. Um, I think you give him this year as benefit of the doubt, considering, but. Um, with the amount of issues that he's had getting healthy and he's certainly not getting any younger, you want to try to maintain him as, as long as possible. But at the same time, like this team and this front office who's been so adamant about how they want to win championships and they want to compete and they want to set the standard for the league and this thing and that thing. Well, um, at a certain point, if you're, if your DPs and your star strikers aren't producing goals that are putting you in that position to do that, you can't maintain that on a roster spot as such. You know, so he, cer- he certainly certainly has. A, <laughs> I'm not saying that it's both it, of you it, guys. Dude, you, so how long fickle. do you keep Joseph with the production? He well, had first of all, first of all, I think it goes without saying that the year after an ACL injury is a wash too. like an ACL. Oh, absolutely. Two, it's a two year injury. Right. Like, so I, I think, say, I think the fact that he scored double digits in goals, right. What did he have? What do you have? 12? He did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. Had 12 goals coming off yeah. of an ACL injury no, absolutely. on like on a team and absolute tumult and like, absolutely. I, I don't know. I, I see, I saw his season, albeit a little inconsistent as a huge positive. And I, I don't know. I, I feel optimistic about where he's going moving forward. I don't know that we're going to, I don't know. I personally feel like we're not going to be in a position where we have to think about cutting bait with him, but. All 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 I'm saying is that if there's another two years of twelve goal seasons, you can't afford. No, 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 you can't do it at that point. But that's that's the point I'm making. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not arguing that you're cutting him 
this year, even if he's putting mm-hmm. up, you know, 15, 16, 17 goals, but there's, there's an expiration date at some point, if he's not driving those benchmarks that you're expecting him to, like Dan is saying, like you're paying him a certain amount of money, you're giving him that DP designation. Like you've, he's got to produce that caliber result and you can't rest on the fact that there was an acl injury indefinitely um and i don't think that's one or two years like you're saying and not expecting him to immediately come out and produce but if you're going to compete you've got to have a player in there that can produce results yeah i mean dan you bring up barco in preseason and i wanted to ask you guys um oh yeah is that gonna work (laughs) it's not right like because all, all signs point to Thomas Almeida being a assignee for us in January, right? So who makes way for him as a designated player? It's either him, Luis, or uh, Joseph. And I don't think it's Joseph or Luis at this point. So it's Barco. It's, it's got to be Barco. Right? Barco. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I want to I wanna run some roster moves, the 2022 roster moves by you guys. And I want to get an agree, disagree that they're going to be gone. They're going to be here. I think we've done this in the past. But Barco, are we all in agreement? Gone? Gone. That's the thing that, I mean, he has to, right? In order for Almeida to work, he has I to. I think it's an all but done deal at this point. But, but we've heard nothing. Like there's been zero leaks or rumors I mean, there doesn't always have to be. Like, we had no idea that Al Nasser was coming for Petey, right? I, I mean, it's True. some some teams play it kind of closer to the chest than others, but True. yeah. But I think that was a very quick turnaround, which which could absolutely happen. It's just you usually, I don't know. You would just think that something would be happening. You think maybe I, maybe Newcastle comes in for him to try and fight relegation in January? The team like that, like I mean. A team that has capital that has, but is he? Would he not just play the same? He'd be in the same exact situation he was coming into Atlanta United, literally, at another team where he's playing underneath the exact same player in Miguel Almiron over but, at. Newcastle. But Almiron, I don't even know if he's even being played in the correct positions and like not being yeah. played. Yeah, he's still still injured. I think. No, I saw him play. He was playing the other day. Did he play? Oh, nice. Okay, good. He did against Arsenal, I think, was who they played this weekend. Um, Jay's thinking that Barco stays a whole year more? I don't don't see it. I don't see that happening at all. I think that – I honestly think a team is going to come calling for him, and I think a team fighting relegation in in EPL is probably going to come calling for him. Um, And it's probably not going to – obviously, I – I say in jest the the $30 million move. I don't think it's going to be that, honestly. Um – I, I think that there's probably a decent amount of money, like probably a twelve to fifteen million dollar transfer um, for somebody from from England to come swoop him up in January. I think I think he moves. I think that's. I think he has to move. I just I don't. I'll be surprised if he goes to England. To be honest with you, I I worry if he's he's just. I mean, he's very he's very small. Uh, he's you know what is he a hundred 20 pounds. How big is Raheem Sterling? How big is Bernardo Silva? How big is... Um... Yeah, but they're a lot better than Barco. No, I get it. I mean, like... you're, you're, yeah, fair point, Tim. Fair point. I just... Yeah. I just don't think he's going to be... How big was Craig the... Bellamy, Dan? How big was Craig <laughs> Bellamy? Yeah. But Raheem Sterling also came through a Liverpool academy. Uh, Manchester City Academy. 
Manchester no. City, a Premier League academy. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure we stole him from um, the Man City Academy, and then he went right back. I may be wrong. Anyway, that's, you're that's, you're that's, right, Tim. That's that's my concern. And it, was QP, probably... it was QPR. Dan was his was QPR. his yeah was his um... yeah. Well, maybe you're right. That my concern is his physicality. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe Spain. Uh, Stephen Perales, could Barco and Almeida play the same position? I feel like they are pretty much the same position. Right, they're number ten, right? Mm-hmm. And um, that was that was the issue for the longest time between Barco and Moreno too. Like they they finally kind of gotten that worked out. I can't imagine all three of them in there somehow. <laughs> There's just no fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. No, I mean to your point, Dan. I'm trying to play devil's advocate, but I'm yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking through the list of top performers when it comes to goals and assists and EPL. And you're right. I mean, none of them are really that diminutive in figure, other than maybe Raheem Sterling, um, and like a, a Bern- like Bernardo Silva's pretty small. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, you got like a, I don't even know, Ingolo Conte, <laughs> but completely different player, right? Like he's yeah. Just and Angolo Kante kick my ass. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's unreal. Like that, that guy. So he's so fucking he's, good. He's the one of the best players in the league. Oh uh, yeah, he's. I think he'll go down as one of the best um, holding midfielders I've ever seen play. Um, I guess you would consider him that, right? I mean, he's. I mean, he's box to box, but like anyway. Um, all, all right, right. So where do we get My, to? We got to My, Miles Robinson. So we're all in. We're all in con- uh, consensus. Barco's gone. Yep. What about Miles, Kevin? Gone. Dan? Um, I could see him staying around for another year. I don't... I think his stock's so high right now. But I think you're... It's a disadvantage keeping him versus what his stock is right now um, and his oh. age. I think that the team's got to take... They're going to get some offers, and I think that it's going to be good enough offers to see him go this year. I agree that if we get an appropriate offer, that he goes. But I feel like yeah, we're not going to sell him for you know. If no. we get a low ball offer, he's going no, to pay. no. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I think he's going to get pretty decent offers this season. I think I, I think his visibility with the national team has certainly helped that too. Had it just been an MLS performance, maybe he stays. But again, I think playing on that stage has maybe elevated the name and recognition a little bit higher. I hope so. I I think there's still a healthy anti-American bias from um, Europe. I think what he has in his favor, and I've brought up one of the clubs before in RB Leipzig, um, but also in uh, Stuttgart, uh, I believe that, uh, Pellegrino Matarazzo is still managing if he hasn't been sacked, I guess. Uh, but having um, American managers, um, having American managers in Germany, who's which the league is already probably the most, seemingly the most American friendly league in Europe. Um, and Stuttgart being a team that's probably trying to re cement their, uh, their standing in, in German football, uh, coming back up from, uh, Bundesliga B or Bundesliga two, I guess. Um, I could see him going to Germany. I, I think he moves. I think he has to, right? Like, I think it's, it's time for him to, to head out. 
Um, and I think it's going to be okay. We got Campbell right behind him. Um, yeah, it's not going to be a one for one, but um, no, we're going to yeah. seeing some reps and and he's next man up right now, unless they sign somebody else, which is always a possibility. Which that's that's what I'm really interested in seeing this off season is how much control and and say um, Pineda is going to have in the acquisitions that the team takes on going into next season. Yeah. Uh, so if someone comes in and offers seven million, you take it? Yeah. What about you have to, it's found right? money. It's found money with him right now. I mean, you've got him for nothing. You know? And it's not just that. Like, I mean, the 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 premium placed on center backs is not very high, right? I mean, to mm-hmm. begin with. And then you have a guy that's mid twenties coming from MLS. I don't think it'll be that low though. I could see it being somewhere around ten. What are our record trade? How much did Matt Miazga uh get sold for? Whenever he went to uh, Chelsea from from uh, Red Bull, uh, New York. Uh, let's see. I think 17? that's. Oh no, 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 no. He was uh, a couple million, maybe. Let's see. He transferred from Red Bulls to. It was five million. So oh, I mean, well. but granted, I think Matt Miazga back in 2016. How old would he have been? Like he inflation, been... Tim. Supply chain. Ah, uh, fuck yeah! It's COVID. probably at this rate. It's like a fifty million dollar transfer. <laughs> I mean, the price of gas is anything. Um, this, there's a supply chain delay on center backs. You got to take all that stuff into consideration. Yeah, yep. need to hire more truck drivers. Long lead drive times. them over there. Um. So it's 2016. He would have been like 20 years old back then. Uh, 21. So. Um, he's obviously, I think miles is older. I mean, that was 5 million at the time. Miazga was maybe the most promising center back we had in the, the national team setup outside of maybe John Brooks. Right. So I don't know. I don't see, I don't see him surpassing double digits. I know it, it legitimately inflation over the past five years, I guess it would be six going into 2022 is, I don't know. It might get there, but I don't nine to 10, nine to 10 is my number. I think. Mm, okay. Yeah, I um, I'd sell him for ten, but if I don't, if I keep him for another year, I'm not worried about it. Huh? That's the thing. Like, I think he's going as much as he loves Atlanta, or I, I, I just, I guess, I assume he loves playing for Atlanta United. Um, the thing is, would... we've got one of the best defenders in the league. For he's not even Tam. Right. No, I know, but like it, it, it's not on us at that point, right? Like it's it's for us to like foster that relationship with him and to also see ourselves as a a jumping off point for other incoming exactly. transfers at some exactly. point, right? Like you you have to establish that pedigree in that um, attractive atmosphere or that attractive destination for these young players to come and kind of that you're grooming players as a jumping off point yeah. for that next level, burnish yep. the reputation as it were, before they get poached yep. by some European club. Um, we, so we did Barco. Ooh, this one's interesting. Another, like the youngest guy of this bunch, right? Bello. Yeah. George Bello, who is of all the players that, you know, we have, and we will talk about, he wa- he is one that has had concrete rumors, at least mm-hmm. named teams uh, in the news or whatever you want to call it, the ITK crowd on Twitter, talking about teams that are in uh, in for him and interested. Do you see George Bella leaving, Dan? Uh, yeah, I could see him leave. That's not the question. Do you see him leave? Is he leaving? 
This is like a predictions thing. Like, do you think he's going to be with the team next year? Um, I think that he will go. Yes, I don't think okay. he's going to be with the team next year. Kevin? Um, Keep in mind, I don't want to like poison the well, but like, or I guess influence you too much, but we do have a starting MLS left back that's coming back to us that's never played for us in Andrew Gutman, right? Yeah, I mean, we've got Gutman for depth, yeah. Yeah, or to be our starting left back if if George Bella moves on. Yeah, part of he played. I, I think he played the majority of the games of for Red Bull this year, right? Was he in? Was he in the lineup? Yeah, he was in the lineup for them um, during their playoff match too. He played. Sorry, Kevin. He played twenty three games for Red Bulls as a loanee from Atlanta United. So. Part of me thinks for some reason that Bellow's got one more year here. Okay. I just, he, I don't he is know. only 19. Exactly. I think it's just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that he's, he's certainly gaining some interest, but I think that his game still has a lot to improve on. And to Dan's point earlier, like, I just don't know that his quality and level of play at that position is, at the caliber that you see miles Robinson right now. And that I think that he could benefit from another year to maybe garner the amount that Atlanta is going to be looking for, because it is going to be a more sought after position. And I think that he can certainly get there. Um, So I don't think he's quite at a ceiling with the team. Whereas I think miles, like it's going to be the right time. So I think Bellow stays one more year. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. I mean, he hasn't been gangbusters like Alfonso Davies was with with Vancouver, but I guess they're not in the same exact mold. Uh, I think Davies is a much more attacking and more direct uh, player than than George Bellow is. But I think t- I mean I, I'm going to use your point, Kevin, to go the opposite way and talk about how it's such a sought after position and a hard to fill position with quality um in left back and if you can secure somebody at 19 years old for what seemingly a cheap price and not have to go for like a premium premium left back and and kind of um build him up um so that's the thing as the club then you know because you know that that's going to be the case that people are going to be willing to pay it if the stock is a little bit higher and so do you sell low because you've got an offer or do you take that year to really develop him knowing that you could potentially gain an extra five to seven million on his contract yeah but he's found money right he's a homegrown player no, absolutely yeah absolutely yeah uh, i think the difference is just the position like you're saying yeah. like center back is a dime a dozen more or less and i mean while miles robinson is a standout player certainly um you know, you're never going to get a whole lot of money for that position versus what the ceiling is for Bellow and knowing that he's not really there yet. Um, I can see it going either way, but I, I think it'll, it'll be interesting. I think he's yeah. the most interesting prospect out of the, out of the roster to me to see what happens this year. I think he goes to Turkey and he goes to one of the rumored clubs in Galatasaray. Um, I mean, they've, they've had an American, at least one American on their team, another fullback and Deandre Yedlin at one point. Um, if not still, right. Is he still there? I can't remember if he's uh, still there. Yeah. He's yeah, still playing for Galatasaray. Play. So you could have, you know, left and right backs, um, American left and right backs play for Turkey or a Turkish club, which would be interesting. I feel like if we sell Bello, it will be selling him, um 
it, we won't be getting as much money as we hope for him. But if if you're Bellow and you get a bona fide offer, it's in your best interest to kind of force a move because yeah. you're so so young. Whereas Miles, I don't think, I don't think he would necessarily needs to force a move. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I think Miles could stay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, all right, sorry, Tim. Go ahead. No, as you say, Brittany asked, pointing out, she's saying, uh, speaking on Andrew Gutman in the trap, she's saying, uh, not against us, saying he didn't play against us. Did, do we have some sort of parent uh, parent club clause in, um, uh, if, in a loan? If you're loaned, if you're an interleague loan in the MLS, you cannot play. Oh, okay. It's a I did not loan. know that. I, I know, in, know in, in, Europe, in Europe, you can designate that in the loan contract. It's right. not by default. I didn't know that it was by default in an MLS. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because you could throw the game. <laughs> yeah, well, in Europe, you can do, you know, you can do whatever you want in Europe, but in MLS, we've actually got structure and accountability. Yeah, yeah that's fair. That fucking financial fair play is so bogus. Um, oh, my gosh. Another yeah. question going back to Miles Robinson, Jay Hannibal asking, how much does Defender of the Year raise stock? He was, have they come out with any of the MLS awards this season? Uh, yeah, Bruce Arena got Manager of the Year. I saw that. Let's see. We just have finalists so far, right? Um, yeah. For like the player awards. That's all I saw. Was let's see. Miles was on there for. Yeah, he was. It was him, him, Yamar, and um, Walker Zimmerman. I think Miles got fifth, right? No, I mean, there's three. There are only three Defender of the Year finalists on oh. MLS. Yeah, it's okay. it's it's Yamar from Seattle Sounders, Yamar Gomez, uh, Miles Robinson, and uh, Walker Zimmerman. Um, huh? Who do, yeah, interesting. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much that really raises the ceiling. I guess as much as South American Player of the Year, Petey Martinez, uh, as much as that raised his stock. Stephen Perales is saying silly season prediction. Um, Bello to Shakhtar Donetsk surrounds himself with the uh, with Brazilians, picks up some techers, and gets Champions Year Champions League yearly. I mean, he'll get Champions League yearly with Galatasaray too, right? And he'll just be playing with Turks instead of. Uh, Instead of with Brazilians, that's such an odd club, Shakhtar. They're just full of Brazilians and playing in Ukraine. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, Joseph and Luis are here. I think Moreno's here. I think we're all agreeing on that, right? Like uh, Lennon, Sosa, Franco. Like, anyway, I want to ask you so, guys. Uh, go, go ahead, Dan. So I've got a weird feeling about Moreno. I've got a weird feeling that he could, he could, he could just go. You think um, so? Yeah, and it's it's not based on anything. It's just a weird feeling I have. I really like him. Um, you know, I feel he's you know he's a little bit divisive because he's not as good as we all want him to be, or hasn't shown everything that we want him to do. Because I think he's a he's a fantastic player, and he's. I just worry that is he a good enough guy that you kind of have to build around. I don't think he's as good as just. I know. I feel like he needs to be a chef. He wants to be a chef when we need him to be a sous chef. You know what I mean? I I think aside from the beginning of the season, I, I, I guess the only thing I would say, but he was battling injury towards the end of the season. I'm having this whole conversation in my head right now. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I thought that he was pretty outstanding uh, as part of that front, that front four and, I don't know. I thought he brought a lot of a lot of good things with him. I, I would hate to see him leave. I would because, hate it too. Because I would he's, absolutely. I mean, it. he's on a TAM deal, right? But like he's, yeah. 
Yeah, he's. I think he's an outstanding player. Um, I think it would really benefit from having him next season, especially in the transition year, potentially, when you're losing one of your attacking in the front four and, and uh, Barco. You need, like, you need more glue to hold the team together, I think, or to, to keep the team moving forward as you in- introduce a player like uh, Thomas Almeida. Um, let's see. Um, Kubo, gone, I would hope, right? Oh yeah, surely sure. gone by now. Alec can probably gone. Probably. We got uh, Rocco back there still, right? Yeah. Well, um, so Rocco's on loan. Oh, is he? So we, if we decide to keep him, I believe we have to pony up like three million. Oh, Where's wow. you? Where is he from, Lanus? Or he came to us. From Lanus as part of the Marino okay. deal, right, right, right. But he's yep. he's got yeah. American citizenship, so it. Yeah. I mean, and if he's, I think he, I believe he had a great season with the twos. I kind of feel that you wanna, you wanna keep him around. Yeah, I think um, you keep him around, but I think Can's expiration date may be rapidly approaching. I don't know that you keep him on another I've been, season. I've been thinking he's been trade bait for like the last three seasons, four seasons. And... I just don't think anyone's going to pick him up. Yeah, I think I think you keep Can. Yeah, if if Can leaves, it's going to be because he wants to. I guess I don't know. I guess uh, I don't see that happening then because he's on his hometown club and backup. I think the most interesting games. question was just posed by Steven Perales, which is the one player that we haven't really talked about because we think about the the big four, but um, Heinemann is on a contract right now and he's coming back from this ACL injury. Do you keep him on coming in next season? I, I don't know how you move him because how, how long, how much longer is his contract? I don't know. He's not on an option yet. So uh, we've probably got at least either. He doesn't have an option next year. Through or... the 2022 season is when okay. we have him. Yeah. Bournemouth announced, uh, or no, we announced we grabbed him from Bournemouth um, through the end of the 2022 season. So can you now buy out his contract and then release him? Um, yeah. I just don't know how much we would have to. It's not, I don't know if you want to release him though. Yeah. Cause if we have to buy out anyone's contract, I'm buying out dams contracts. Yeah. I don't know how long is Jurgen Dam on a contract. Uh, how's he on? How long uh, is he on this contract? Well, he's not in an option here, and he's not out of contract. I just <laughs> like like Dam is somebody that isn't going to be hindered by an injury. It's more so like how is he fitting and playing within the system that's being deployed, right? Like that's my concern with Heinemann is that he's coming back from an injury. We've seen all of the issues with Joseph coming back from injury. Like, do you really expect Hyman to come back and produce next season or the season after at some caliber that's going to be beneficial versus buying him out and having that spot available for somebody that you can depend on regularly? I, I hate to say I don't understand. I don't know how uh, buyouts really work in MLS and if they work the same way as they do in uh I believe like you've end. got you've got one buyout, but I I can't remember. It's either one a season or one every. I think it's one a season. I mean, if it was like the SEC, if it was like Auburn, we would we we could just put we just put him on the payroll 
along with the next five wingers that we let go season after season. Right. And, and then he yeah. could go coach the Tar Heels. Yeah. Wait, who? Who's doing that? Yeah, we've got. Isn't that get... where Gene Chizik's at right now? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. You have one buyout coaching. per season. One buyout per season. Okay. Yeah. That's got to be Jurgen Dam then. But just because you, you have to you have to free up that uh, that money. No, I keep Hyman. I think you keep him around. See how he does. Yeah. I think he's going to come back better than Joseph. I thought he, you know, the time he was playing, he played was really, really good. Yeah. He played brilliantly um, under under Heinze. I think he played. I thought he played really good under um, uh, De Boer too. Yeah, the uh, second best manager in Atlanta United history. Sorry. Um, all right. Well, do we want to keep going through? Where are you, Tim? Um, yeah. Hold on, just one second. I was just bringing up uh... Gene Chizik's contract. Yeah, I'm actually. No, I was just wondering. I, I'm. Is it? It's been so long since I've seen um, Emerson Hyman play. I was trying to think the last game that he had with us. He did play a couple games at least yeah. this season at the beginning, yeah. right? Okay, he yeah. played. Yeah, it looked like he played about ten. Yeah, the, yeah. the Lions have been. Playing. He was having a pretty solid performance. Yeah, early yeah. this season. Um, Jake Mulraney brought up by Jay Hennibal. Anyway, Mulraney is gone. Um, he's one I, I, I think is so. like, yeah, you, you know, you think he stays? Yeah, yeah. Mm. So he's on, he's cheap, he's on yep. 275,000. Hmm. You keep, he's been, he's been decent backup. Yeah. Um, Mo Adams, I think probably done, right? He's so, I mean, it depends on his injury concerns because i mean he's he's making so many of those players like him and sadich and others that are in the lineup but we don't see that i'm like i don't know how a lot of these guys shake out you know i think you i think we'll probably keep him for depth because he has slotted in in a number of different areas and come kind of play different roles um he is purely a depth piece though um you know, I would start Sadich and Rosetto over him, but I keep him on the roster because he's relatively cheap. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. You guys um, ever think about, and this is very stupid because I know no players would ever listen to this show, but like, you ever imagine someone <laughs> talking about your job? You'd be like, I don't know. Do we really keep him? Like, <laughs> just. God, they're busting your ass every day. I mean, I listen. Shit, you know, they're just like, I don't know. I mean, we could let him go. I'm, yeah. Who cares what happens to him? Really, we could get somebody else in here. Listening to Architect Daily on uh, NPR. <laughs> like Kevin's, yeah, Kevin's performance has been pretty strong of late. Um, anyway, but I, I mean, that's a thing. You know, when you go through like layoffs and things, those are exactly the mm. conversations you have. The difference no, you, is, is there aren't podcasts talking about yeah. it. Where I'm going to hear it. Well, that's, I don't know. I don't know. There probably are. <laughs> <laughs> there are probably HR podcasts out there, right? <laughs> like, is there, are there companies big enough that they have their own podcasts <laughs> just internally talking about? Um, no, so bring up Dan because I didn't realize who was on the list. We only have an, a list of four players that are up for uh, option at this moment. 
That's so I right. Guess those four we should talk about. I guess we did. Eric Torres, we already said, is gone. Uh, Alec Can is one of those four players. Um, and then Mikey Ambrose and then Brooks Lennon. Obviously, I think Brooks Lennon has to be brought back, right? Yeah. Uh, um, the only Lennon. one of the four that we keep. Yeah. Um, Unless he it, wants Gressel money and then you gone. Yeah, there's no way he's getting Gressel money. Better, better content is going to be how many what's the over under what's the line for number of atlanta united players that end up at dc united at the end of the season <laughs> i'm gonna put the i'm gonna the set the, the line at, i'm gonna set the line at two and a half <laughs> going just under but um okay. uh you would hate to see and sorry go ahead would you say anton walks his salary you would hate to see anton walks go somewhere else Oh yeah, oh, that's actually somebody who I was about to bring up. Uh, Go for it. Is he surplus to requirements at this point? No. Okay. If if Miles Robinson doesn't move, and the emergence of George Campbell and Alan Franco is Anton Walks surplus to requirements? No. Okay. I so, think if Miles goes, you need him even more. And I still think if Miles goes, if Miles stays, you keep him. I mean. Anton's on two hundred and fifty thousand. So he's cheap. He he's pretty cheap, and I don't know. Anton, I, if you're listening, you're cheap. I feel like Anton is a future captain of this team. If he stays around, um, look, Mikey Andros, Mikey Ambrose just joined the trap, dude. What's up, Mike? Oh, Mikey. I love Mikey Ambrose, but <laughs> I feel like he's going to be gone. He'll be back in like two years. I know, man. I think Mikey's going to be... more badges. Come more Boy Scout badges. He'll be back. Mikey's probably a few years away from retirement. Oh, my God. I mean, he's he's absolutely a serviceable um, depth piece. He was horrible this season, though. He wasn't. That's because he kept getting put on right back. Yeah, Heinzen put him in right back. It's like, what is this? (laughs) What is this? What is going on here? I expect Uh, him to perform. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I guess Anton walks. You would want to keep him. I I mean, I think Pineda wants to play a four back. Do you need, if if Robinson stays, do you need to keep four healthy center backs that are all capable of starting? Um, Or do you shift somebody or ship somebody off and, and try to fortify a different position with that salary money? I mean, if it were up, if it were up to Uncle Arthur, he would just open the checkbook and he would just bring in. We would be right. the it would be the Yankees of MLS, but um, that's not the case, unfortunately. That's unfortunately, yeah, that's true. Speaking of which, you see, uh, Santos got released today. Jonathan Dos Santos. Yeah. Huh. That's a piece I wouldn't mind going after. There's a couple of those that are out there floating huh. around. Him, um, I guess rumors got it that um, Josie's no out. Josie's out this season from Toronto as well. Um, oh, speaking of Toronto, you see Bob Bradley announced as their yep. next. Oh, I hate Toronto even more now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, real nepotism situation going on over there. You got <laughs> Michael Bradley got his dad hired. It's, it's just, keep keep playing Michael Bradley. Keep playing. Yeah. 
Um, what other release? <laughs> That's one way to play into your forties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gonna, gonna get to the point where you can't tell which one of them is out on the field. I'll tell my dad. <laughs> yeah. oh yeah well my dad's my dad's the coach my dad is a manager my dad works at nintendo oh my god oh my god um i was trying to look up roster moves so hernandez is confirmed he is not going back to aberdeen so it's you think that one could say. make the assessment that he will be purchased Huh. Yeah, that is interesting. Oh, some other. So, uh, so sorry. we're gonna need a we're gonna need a left back depth beyond Dude, Nani's gone from Orlando. That's not a bad pickup. Yeah. Um, Sign him to a one year deal. Yeah, hey, we're we're not gonna be able to afford him though. No, Kyle Duncan is gone from Red Bulls. He's going to Belgium. Um, Georgie Mihailovic is there's three players from Montreal that are training with Bologna, um, which is interesting. He's a guy that I think needs to get out of MLS. Georgie is a great young player. Um, yeah, he is. Man, loved, I did. He's only making six hundred thousand. It's come to come to Atlanta. Matt Beasler retired. Um, Jovinko might be coming back to Toronto. Shit. Yeah. Uh, Cruz Azul's going after Rui Diaz. It really is silly season already. Like, is this this is back to normal? This is awesome. I like this. Um, yeah, it says I'm we are. I'm not surprised that Rui Diaz would move on, though. I mean, he's been fucking lighting it up. Yeah. No, Sick. for sure. Total killer, man. Yeah. Um, Gustavo Bo staying for another two seasons in uh, New England. That's a fucking coup for them because he is pretty incredible. Um, who else? Kareem Benzema is open to a move to MLS. Hmm. Um, Surely he's going to Miami, though, right? Probably. Uh, Ricardo Pepe um, getting pursued by Wolfsburg. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, Can you imagine, like, Brittany S. bringing up Josie Altidore's availability? Can you imagine if he ended up in Atlanta? The crowd would not know what to do with themselves. I mean, Josie Altidore... So I've been okay. So let's talk about. I feel is there anybody else we want to talk about before we go into? I don't think so. I I I don't think. I mean, we're gonna we're you know Franco's not going anywhere. Dijon probably is going. Sadich potentially. Rosetto we haven't talked about, Um, but yeah. Either way, uh, you hopefully we're getting rid of Dam. Wolf and Chol are probably going to stay, though. I could see Chol maybe going. Uh, but the other the other guy I just wanted to touch on before we change subjects is um, Eric Lopez. You know, he was a pretty highly touted guy when he came in. I think we paid three point something million for him. Uh, had a terrible season with us and didn't do all that good in the twos. So you wonder, is this I mean, he's so young. What is he like, 19 or something? Eric Lopez, yeah, something like that. Lopez is twenty. How much? How much further do you? Yeah, you don't. You, you don't. don't. You let him go. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, I feel like he's. 
feel like he's so young. I mean, see, talk to Pineda, but it's, I feel like it's either, it's a come to Jesus moment for him. You either, you either put up this year or he's gone next year. Cause he's on decent money, right? He is on. Brittany asked, asking if we would pull, pull that early. I don't know. I, he's on a pull out earlier than too late. Is guaranteed compensation. Look at, look at these guys. Half a mil? Yeah. So his base is 340. So he's got to have some. Surely. Uh, well, I don't exactly how that works. That must be some. Well, his base salary right now is 340. Yeah. I don't know. So he's probably on the lower to mid end of his age range and position. I just didn't see anything that exciting from him whenever he played for us. No, I didn't. And but when I saw him play, it was for Heinz, and he was terrible. He didn't know what to do, and Fair. I think that okay. was, I think that was just more on Heinz with what he was trying to get. But then he's not breaking through, so that's fair. Yeah. And Rob probably didn't know him. Rob Valentino probably didn't really know him that well. He's just he's been injured too, right? Or no? What? I don't think so. He spent most of the season injured. I may be wrong. Well, that doesn't seem great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think for the money you you've spent on him, you keep him around another year. See what you can do. See what Gonzalo can. I don't know. Put it together with. All right. I don't. I don't know if I have much much else. So. We're going to need a backup striker. I feel like backup striker right now, with the way the team is currently constructed, <clears throat> is the biggest uh, need. And then if it goes the way we're predicting, that and left back are going to be needs. So, <clears throat> so I was looking through who the free agents and options are. So, uh, Danny Royer is one who's out there. Uh, he's currently on 750. He is a free agent. And then um, Will Bruin is also a free agent, and he's on 500K. He's 32, so he's a higher end, but he played pretty good for Seattle. And, of course, Pranana knows him. He may be a good guy to bring in just as a backup, he's got a ton of experience. Uh, he can still perform. I think he got four goals this year um, in a relatively few amount of appearances. I, would, you not go, would you not go with his teammate that produced even better, even though he's 34 years old and Freddie Montero and only had like 80, what is it, $80,000 in guaranteed compensation? Uh, well, he's not out of contract. He's an option, though. That is an, an option. option. Yeah. And if they let him go, I would scoop him in a fucking heartbeat. And he's 34? Yeah, who cares, though? He put it, like, he, what did he score? Six goals and 18 appearances at 34 years old? Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. No. It's I feel like you go all the games with either yeah. of them, then. Yeah. Um, other ones of note, Fafa Pico is out of contract he was on 500k uh bradley white phillips is out of contract and eric hurtado 
is also out who, you know, not as great. I don't think he had that great a year with Columbus. But um, he played think, for Vancouver at some point, right? He did, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think I think you make a good. I didn't realize on Freddie Montero. That's a good one, Tim. So you can bring Freddie, Will Bruin. Uh, I think Danny Royer is probably going to be too much money, uh, or potentially Fafa Pico to see what we can bring in for backup striker. Yeah, but getting I mean, hold out and you got to grab your Fafa Pico. Uh, no, it's getting a little. Well, I mean, he's, he's still pretty fast, so that's good. Uh, but then you know you want to really bring in someone who is going to just piss people off. It's Josie Altador, but then he can't stay healthy, so. No, I mean, if if they don't exercise the option on Jordan Morris, he's probably going to go sign with a championship club, right? Is he though? He he was playing really well for was it Swansea that he was playing for before he got injured? Played like a game or two. Oh, you're right. It was four games, but yeah, never mind. I would love Jordan Morris to come here. Yeah, I mean, of course you would. The whole diabetes connection, but um. Yeah, Tesho Daly is another one. Did you already mention him? That I did not. You can look at him as being a. I don't know that he had the absolute best year for Orlando, but I feel like he put in a handful of goals for them this. Uh, this he season. did. Yeah, he yeah. was a good backup. Yeah. So um, I guess he only had three three goals, but um, I'm trying to think who else. I'm trying to look at the rest of this list. The David Aruti. Uh, I like and Victor Ujoa. Um Yeah, Kel- I mean, I guess if we're looking at um, just forwards, yeah, I like. I mean, Arudi's probably a little past his prime. I guess we're not looking at guys in their prime. That's not what we're. That's not what we're trying to fill here because we're not trying to replace Joseph. We're trying to get some some help. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're. I would go after Kellen Acosta in a heartbeat. Sorry, I know we're not talking, we're talking about forwards, but I, seeing his name on that list, if somehow Colorado doesn't keep him, I think that's a no-brainer to try and go after him. And um, especially knowing that Sosa is probably going to move on at some point, right? Yeah, it's just if we can, af- if we can afford him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So I, the- I I think I want uh, I want to shoot reshoot or shoot a reboot of um the movie Blank Check, but have it starring um Gonzalo Pineda as the kid, and then he could just go sign whoever he wants. I, I mean, would... if Darren Eels had his way, that would be what happens. Yeah. Um, wow, Seattle has six guys with options. That's crazy. I guess Minnesota has seven. Um, none of, I guess there are a few of note. Will Trap, um, and Juan Agadello is another guy that's past his prime, I guess, at this point. Um, what do you think yeah, about he past his prime? I mean, yeah. Will Trap's on seven forty-seven. Yeah, he's pretty, uh, pretty expensive guy. I mean, I'd love to bring in Dax McCarty, but there's no way Nashville are going to let him go for nothing. Yeah. Um, how? 
Anyway, we're just like looking at a list and talking about it at this point. Kevin, are you still there? <laughs> it's like listening to a podcast. It's just white noise whenever I'm at the <laughs> office. Gotten so much work done this show, guys. <laughs> Glad to know we're not even one that you save for your commute. Yeah. Uh, Albert Riznak is out of contract. Um, another one that's going to be too expensive. Yeah, I don't know. Will Bruin is out of contract. Yeah. So, and Freddie Montero's got an option. Yeah. Um, Abu Dunladi is another guy that maybe you try and resurrect some of that um, potential that he had. I don't think he really had a standout um, tenure with with Nashville, right? Former first overall pick over Miles Robinson. Um, Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think he played great for them, but, um, yeah, I don't know. There are a lot of options out there. If you want to stick with an MLS of guys who, who are released. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Fun times ahead. Um, I don't know, man. Can we get Adam Buxa? No, not a chance. I don't, there's no chance. I don't think they would get rid of him, but. Um, Kevin, what, what else you got? I don't know, man. It's a bunch of names. Sounds like a bunch of options. Sounds like some people (laughs) are going to leave. Some people are going to stay. Some people are going to come. Some people are going to go. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a fun off season. First off season in a while that we don't have a new manager coming in. So I'm looking forward to that. At least that's one thing that I don't think is going to happen in the off. Unless Schmetzer steps down and Seattle poaches Pineda back. But so, um, God, you hope it's not, we don't have a new manager. Yeah, no kidding. So, looking forward to that at least. Um, yeah, looking forward to a long offseason here. Well, not really that long. Uh, back in February, I think they announced our season opener already. I forget who they said that was. Sporting Kansas City. That's what it was. Um, you guys bummed that it's not, uh, Charlotte? Nah. Oh, expansion draft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too, is that so um, we'll see some changes in both conferences next season. Nashville moves to the West with Charlotte joining the East, Ridiculous. which seems really, really strange to me. Are they too, really so. the furthest team West in the East or Chicago? I don't know. I don't know geometry, Tim. <laughs> He's just a dumb architect. <laughs> <laughs> You guys hear that? Like they're going to talk about that in architecture daily tomorrow. How Kevin's talking about how he doesn't know geometry, but he's like he's an architect. Uh, I can't wait to hear that. Um, now, yeah, I mean Chicago's further west than Nashville is, isn't it? I don't know. I certainly think it's going to hurt them to Jay Hennibal's point that Nashville's going to get kind of squashed in the west but we'll see um they had a really good run this season they're still on one um they took out our buddies down south in orlando so kudos to them at least they've got they've got that going for them and helped us out on their way out so i'll take that every day so um but yeah i I don't really have anything else tim like i said it's it's the off season anything can happen i think that there's a few players that you can look forward to seeing move on and i'm excited to see what happens with the lineup going forward and i think that Pineda's is going to have a, a big part in that 
uh, this season in a way that other managers in the past haven't really had the benefit of being able to uh, coming into a season after all those acquisitions have been made. So, yeah. Um, any predictions for MLS Cup? I mean, my my non Atlanta United pick is still in it and looking pretty good in Portland. Uh, who was mine? Um, Seattle. Probably Red Bulls. Yep, it was Red Bulls. Yeah, good. Yeah. What was yours, Dan? Atlanta United, probably. Uh, uh, no, if LAFC. If, if not Atlanta United, Tim said Portland. Dan said Seattle, and I said <laughs> Red Bulls. Uh, I'm going. I'm going uh, with Jay Hannibal and Justin Miram RSL. Yeah. God, it's right. past my bedtime. You guys, it it, well I, I look like well. a like a heroin addict on the stream. My eyes are so sunken in red. It's all right. Um, yeah, it's um, it's past it's past bedtime, guys. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, we might check back at some point. If we don't have a happy holiday, uh, whatever holiday, whenever holiday that may be. Um, if we don't talk to you before the new year, hopefully we'll at least check back in. You can find us on Twitter in the meantime at home before dark. That's before spelled B in the number four. Tim, I know you got some stuff coming up in December for those trying to get their holiday shopping needs. Yes. They find you at, oh. during the month of December. You can find me at Tim Herb on Instagram, but also my wife, Angie, and I will be both posted up with separate tables at Corner Cup, local uh, coffee place in That's Tucker. the one in downtown Tucker. Not the one the in Tucker, one not in the one in Decatur. Yeah, not yeah. Decatur, the one in Tucker. Uh, we're going to be there from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. on the 11th of December and the 12th of December with our wares. I'll have cutting boards and coasters and mallets and charcuterie boards. And Angie will have tons of awesome uh, original art illustrations, prints, uh, calendars, that sort of thing. Great, great gifts for all you slacker shoppers. Um, and, and just come out and see us in like we'd love to see. You. It's our first art market we're doing together. Um, you know, I've gone to a lot with her. She's gone. We, I've only done one with my stuff and she was there supporting me. Not, um, not with her stuff, but like, we're both going to be there with our shit. So it's going to be fun. That'd be great. That, that sounds awesome, Tim, but Kevin in true home before dark fashion, we should make a prediction as they have separate tables. Who is going to bring <laughs> in the most money? Is it going to be Tim or is it going to be Angie? Okay. So Kevin, I'll let you pick first. So comes down to economics right like right. you've got you've got a supply and demand sort of function that you've got to factor in here mm-hmm, whereas mm-hmm. tim's supply is much less therefore driving up the demand and as such the prices which are higher right angie's demand is comparable to the amount of production that she has she has a lot more available Mm-hmm. So her prices are a little bit lower. So it's like oh. how much quantity will each sell because the prices are so drastically different. Mm-hmm. But what's the quality aspect? Both are great. 
both both are top. Is notch. it the they're same top notch players? I think that this. I think they both still have a. They're they're not at their ceiling yet. Uh-huh. You no, know, I think that you still justify keeping them in the roster because they're you can you can sell both of them later on at a, a much higher value because they're continuing to improve at their craft and I think it's worth everyone going out to see uh-huh. it. Um, but what about I mean, you said Angie's demand is more and therefore she's got more product. Is does it just come down to Tim's laziness or like? Where I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to find a case to pick Tim. Dan just called me a deadbeat dad, so I don't, <laughs> I don't love that. So, so how does Angie? What I'm trying to say, Kevin, how does Angie not win this? So I think that Angie doesn't win it because a lot of her orders have already been placed online in a way that Tim's have not been marketed and sold yet. So the products that she'll be selling there are also comparable to things that she has through the website and that she's selling online. Whereas Tim has commissions and stuff that he does separately, but a lot of what he sells at these events are just at those events. So, yeah, but, Surely, if Angie has more online orders, she's going to have more exposure. To I True. mean, be have more um, not exposure. Well, yeah, exposure to no, the absolutely, public, right, absolutely, absolutely. So surely, the public are going to be coming to see. But it's Angie. going to it's going to take a lot more for them to catch up at Angie's prices to Tim's price evaluation. Does that mm. make sense? And yeah. then also. Angie's driving people to see Tim's things and they're already there and probably familiar with. And I think that people that are going to see Angie's stuff can afford mm-hmm. to get Angie's stuff and Tim's stuff that they maybe, oh. you know what I mean? Like, I think there's going to be a double dipping there. That's going to be occurring. That- Do you think Angie's doing that as like a, like a pity thing? Like, I mean, I think she's, she's been she's- doing that since they got together. Really? Right. I mean, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> <laughs> I I take that as you're calling me South American player of the year. <laughs> so pity, so, pity. So I feel like we're gonna have to take websites. Tim is the because... I don't know if you know this, but Tim is the South American woodworker of the year. <laughs> I don't think that's fair, Kevin. To be honest, to say Tim's already peaked is 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 uh is it's unfair. Gonzalo Herb Martinez over there you're talking <laughs> yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. I feel like uh this is gonna be in the office where Ryan was just double logging sales to make sure to show that the website <laughs> was getting them. I feel like that Tim's doing the opposite. He's like going back on the website and just you know scribbling in his logbook made up yeah. sales. We're gonna yeah. share a we're sharing a square, so yeah. yeah, sharing a square, a square reader for a card swiping. Okay, look, uh, it all it all it all goes to the same household. All goes to feeding that newborn baby of theirs. So go out there and fucking support. She's eating people. solid food now. <laughs> She's eating solid food now. We're, we're about Absolutely. to get run out of ha- house and home. I mean, yeah. people people need to go out there and they need to go buy products from both of them to test the quality, and then they can give us good honest reviews of how uh excellent this stuff is because i mean to be fair i've been on tim's instagram and it's it's fantastic stuff uh, i love his charcuterie boards um i my wife has got into doing charcuterie platters 
So it makes sense that I would get them. Plus the mallets. Remember we talked about the mallets and the Lewis bags with smashing oh, yeah. ice for cocktails? Oh, yeah. I still haven't bought one of those. There you go. Look at I mean, look at that. That's fantastic. Well, look at that joinery. This will be for sale. Look at those wedge tenants. Yeah, yep. Help Tim support his his child's food budget. And yeah. so find Tim at Tim Herb, and you can find his wife, Angie. It's at Angie Kakoma, right? Angie Kakoma Herb. Okay. Yeah. Um, so find Tim- one. You'll find them both. You'll find them all. You'll love them all. Be sure to go see them out at Corner Cup in Tucker, downtown Tucker, December 11th and 12th from 8 till what did you say? 2, 2 p.m. 8 a.m., 2 p.m. Um, Dan, where can they find you at this off season? Uh, you probably won't find me anywhere to be honest. No, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, find me on Instagram at the architect. That's at the underscore ARC number one T E C T. If you got my phone number, add me on Apple watch. If you want to be put to shame like Dan is every day. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. I still come out there and go at it. (laughs) Every day so uh thank you guys so much it's been a hell of a season through all the ups and downs um it's been great to have you guys around so thank you so much we'll see you next time whether it's before next season or before you even think to think of us we'll be here so uh be sure to like and subscribe on youtube hit that bell icon to get a notification if we go live if not we'll see you soon be sure to follow us on twitter at home before dark that's before spelled be in the number four and we'll see you next time As always, be home before dark. Happy holidays, everyone. is in the air at Littleton Coin Company and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.